You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Hostile Work Environment by Incidental on AO3. Rating, Teenin' Up. Mulder, he said as he picked up the office phone on his desk, cracking a sunflower seed between his teeth. It was one of their paperwork-heavy days, and they'd been writing in companionable silence for the last hour. She looked up at his face as he listened to the call briefly, then said, okay, and hung up. Who was that? She asked as soon as the phone hit the cradle. Mulder stood up. Skinner, he wants to speak with us. He said, pulling on his suit jacket as Scully rose from her chair. About what, she asked. And Mulder shrugged, pulling out her chair slightly as she stood. He didn't say, just that he needed both of us, ASAP. Scully looked confused as Mulder pushed open the door for her, wondering in silence what Skinner wanted with them. He rarely called them up to the fourth floor, unless he'd been instructed by finance to give them another stern talking to about their expense reports, which would be promptly forgotten as soon as they left the room. But they'd just done that a few days ago. Surely it wasn't time for another lecture already. Mulder, too, looked as though he were reviewing his recent conduct as they rode the elevator up from the basement, trying to figure out what he'd done to piss off Skinner enough to warrant a summons to his large, plush office. But nothing was coming up. You don't think it's serious, do you? Scully asked just before the door opened onto the fourth floor. And Mulder took note of the small quirk between her brows, her telltale sign of anxiety. He put his hand on her lower back as they walked out into the hall. I'm sure it's nothing, he said. They'd hardly said hello to Arlene before they were being waved into Skinner's office, and Scully felt her concern heighten when she saw the uncomfortable look on Skinner's face. They sat in their usual chairs on the other side of his desk, preparing for whatever tongue-lashing was coming next. Agents, he said awkwardly, rubbing his open palms on the arms of his chair. Mulder turned his head slightly to the side. What was going on? Skinner looked nervous. Was that the emotion that was emanating off of him in waves? It was so foreign to him that Mulder felt his pulse suddenly shoot up. You wanted to speak with us, sir? Scully prompted after several seconds of uncomfortable silence. Skinner cleared his throat and nodded. He looked like a man trying to pass a kidney stone quietly. Yes, I, uh, I did, he said, clearing his throat. Without thinking, Mulder reached over and placed his hand on Scully's knee, to still her bouncing leg and try to confer a sense of calmness. He heard her sigh through her nose and her legs stopped. Skinner, however, appeared to have taken on all of the anxiety that she'd just shed. Okay, see this? Skinner began, then stopped, his tongue darting across his lower lip. Was Scully imagining it, or was there a sheen of sweat on his bald pate? Now her other leg was bouncing. This isn't a conversation I want to be having right now. Mulder and Scully sat in silence, their eyes trained on him, waiting for his next sentence. What's wrong? Mulder finally asked, his forehead lined with worry as he leaned in closer to the desk. Is it? Are they shutting us down? Skinner cleared his throat again and shook his head curtly. No, no, nothing like that, he said. And again, they lapsed into pregnant, no, constipated silence. Sir, please just say whatever it is, Scully said, and Mulder noticed her voice was notes higher than it was normally. Skinner sniffed. 
All right, he said. I've been asked by HR to have a talk with you. He looked meaningfully between the two of them, as though trying to convey whatever his intended message was without need for words, as though he wished they would pick up on it telepathically, thus sparing them all from what was about to come. Of course they didn't. By HR, Scully asked, shifting swiftly from anxious to perplexed. About what? Are we missing some paperwork or something, Mulder asked. Skinner rubbed his face, which had gone red with both hands. Just let me get it out, Skinner growled, and they both leaned back in their seats, a little, now truly baffled. HR has received a number of complaints regarding your conduct. What? Scully said a little louder than she intended. Our conduct, Mulder asked, squinting as though he could not see Skinner properly. Yes, Skinner barked. Now shut up and just let me say it. HR has received a number of complaints regarding you two about sexual harassment. Mulder couldn't help it. He let out a burst of laughter. What? Sexual harassment? Who have we been sexually harassing, he asked. His tone suggesting the whole business was ludicrous. Scully was baffled, trying hard to keep the corners of her mouth from turning up in a smile of disbelief. There are different types of sexual harassment, Agent Mulder, Skinner said sternly, his face now a glorious shade of beet. One such type is called hostile work environment. The complaints have stated that your conduct with each other is making people uncomfortable. What conduct, Mulder asked, his face expressing both shock and intense humor. Skinner scowled at him. Do you need me to read the reports, he growled? Here. He pulled a piece of paper from his desk and hid his face behind it, reading monotonously. Agent Mulder frequently places his hands on Agent Scully's waist and hips in front of other people. Agent Mulder put his hand on the back of Scully's neck while talking closely with her in full view of others, as though about to kiss her. Agent Mulder touched Agent Scully's face at the coffee bar. He almost kissed her. Need I go on? He looked over the top of the paper at Mulder scathingly. Sir, that's not... We're not... Scully began, but Skinner cut her off. Oh, you're in here too, he said, flipping to the next page. Agent Scully rubs Agent Mulder's bicep in the elevator when they think no one is watching. Agent Scully oogles Mulder's rear end when he walks by in full view of others. Agent Scully runs her fingers through Agent Mulder's hair at the beginning of a staff meeting. Agent Scully bit her lip while staring at Agent Mulder's mouth in a clearly sexual manner. Now it was Scully who was a bright shade of red clashing magnificently with her ginger hair as she slid down into her seat, shamed into silence, Mulder looking at her with his eyebrows raised. In full view of others, huh? He teased, but Skinner slammed the paper down on his desk angrily. Agent Mulder, I highly advise you to shut up. This is serious, he almost shouted. Now, little as I want to know this, I have to ask because as your supervisor is required of me, are you two in a sexual relationship? Now all three people in the triangle were magenta, in shade and deeply embarrassed. Mulder and Scully shook their heads simultaneously. No, sir, she said miserably. We are not. Because if you are, that presents a serious problem in regard to bureau policy, he continued. We're not, really, Mulder said. Skinner furrowed his brows in disbelief. Really, he said, seemingly to forget himself for a second. Now Scully was the one wearing an intense scowl. Sir, 
All right, all right, he said, holding his hand out, his tone less angry and more businesslike. I'm glad to hear that because it makes the rest of this easier. You'll both be required to retake the Bureau's training on sexual harassment in the workplace and pass the test with a 70% or better. You will not return to the field until you have done so. Agent Mulder, I mean it. Is that all? Mulder asked, trying very hard to hide a smirk and failing. Skinner nodded curtly, and they left his office as quickly as they possibly could without flat-out running. Scully leaned against the wall in the hallway once they were out of sight and covered her face with her hands. When she spoke, her voice was muffled through her fingers. That was the most embarrassing moment of my life, she said, shaking her head slowly. Mulder, on the other hand, looked stupidly pleased with himself, but elected to say nothing. She took a cleansing breath and released it, then looked up at him, her expression hesitant and difficult to read. He reached out to put his hand on her shoulder, then thought better of it and dropped it lamely back to his side. I, uh, I'm sorry, he said, no longer smiling. If I've made you uncomfortable in any way, Scully, I really am. I don't notice I'm doing it, touching you. I had no idea that it was noticeable to other people. She shook her head. You don't, Mulder. Honest, she said. And he visibly released the tension in his shoulders. I don't notice it either, what I'm doing. It's just how we communicate, was the word she finally landed on. It doesn't mean anything, he said. And did she imagine it? Or was there an invisible question mark at the end of the statement? Right, she said, giving a little nod. They turned and walked back down the hall towards the elevator, each to their own thoughts. He leaned in to press the button, then put his hand on her lower back as the metal doors opened. She looked up at him, smirking, and he smiled back. Well, hell, he said self-consciously, and she let out a small chuckle. Let's not focus unduly on other people's perceptions, she said, leaning her head to the side and touching it gently against his shoulder before standing upright again. People will talk. It's what they do. Let's just go past these trainings so we can put the whole thing behind us. 47, Mulder. You got a 47%, she said incredulously, looking at the screen. He grimaced. Some of those were trick questions, he insisted, and she rubbed her temples. What did you get? 100, she said between her teeth. I got a 100, Mulder. This isn't hard. Skinner is going to blow his top when he sees this. Mulder groaned and rubbed his face with his hands, leaning back in his chair. So far, he threatened to topple backwards out of it. Help, please, he wailed. And Scully rolled her eyes and blew out a frustrated huff of breath. Move, she said impatiently. Sitting in the chair, he immediately vacated. He watched her click through the quiz a second time with more force than seemingly necessary. I can't believe you, a 47. Would you believe I'm not a good test taker? He said, flashing her the most charming smile but she was having none of it. The Harvard-educated psychologist, she said, giving him a flat look, not buying it. He stuck his hands in his pocket awkwardly while she finished the quiz with the results page spitting out a happy green 100 this time around. She hit the print button and scowled at him. Thanks, he said with gratitude, and she rolled her eyes. You're unbelievable, she said. I'll go get the printouts and put them on Skinner's desk, he said. Then before he began walking, he bent low, and spoke right into her ear. Try not to oogle me in full view of others on my way out. He knew he was going to catch hell, but God, it was worth it for the look on her face as he left.
If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.